Hey, what's up? You are listening to another episode of Backstage with Eddie Mack, which is the spin-off show of Setting Stages. If this is your first time listening, I just wanted to give you some background. I have a show called Setting Stages, and that's probably what led you to this episode. And uh, the reason why I started a Backstage with Eddie Mack spin-off show is so that I can share with you a more uh, personal insight, more of my personal experiences, whether it's past, present, and what I'm currently enduring, or maybe something that I learned from my previous experience, as opposed to setting stages where I interview a guest and talk to them about their experiences and how they've gone about their decisions and actions throughout their life. So my hope in the spinoff show is for you to learn something from me. Uh, It is just one man's opinion, but dude, I am a regular guy doing irregular things, and I'm hoping that I can make a difference in your world. So welcome to the show. Welcome to Backstage with Eddie Mac, the spinoff of Setting Stages. Let's go. Backstage with Eddie Mack. Alright, so you're likely listening to this episode for one of three reasons. Number one, you want to develop a morning routine. Number two, you want to revise your current routine. Or number three, you are a super loyal listener of Setting Stages and will simply not skip a single episode, including the (laughs) spinoff. Either way... Thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys joining. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you five activities that are are a part of my morning routine. I'm going to also talk about the benefits of each activity and explain to you why it's important for you to develop a routine to start your day. Have you heard something like this before? Yeah, well, me too. And you might be asking yourself, why is this any different, Eddie? Well, As I mentioned, I'm a regular dude who likes to try irregular things, and having a morning agenda just so happens to be one of those things that was very irregular, if not non-existent, in my life. For for years, I didn't have a routine. Also, I want to let you know that I'm not an early bird, and I'm willing to be, to, to bet, what the heck, I'm willing to bet that many of you listening aren't early birds either. So I appreciate early mornings, but I don't regularly get up at 5 a.m. unless I had to pee in the middle of my sleep. But I grew sick and tired of letting my work schedule dictate when and why I woke up in the morning. I just wasn't having that anymore. So several years ago, I developed a routine that helped me out of that rut. Um, Trust me, I didn't perfect it. It took me a long time to really even make it truly a routine, but I tried different things. And, um, you know, I I figured it out and I figured something out that fits my early but not 4.30 in the morning early schedule. And I refined it into five activities that can be knocked out in about 45 minutes or less. So that being said, if you aren't willing to wake up 45 minutes earlier than you do now, then just stop right here. Please move on to the next activity of your day because it's not going to be worth you trying to force yourself into a 45-minute earlier day if you're not willing to already mentally take that challenge on. But if you're like I was a few years ago and really need to regain some order in your world, this is the backstage episode for you. So let's go. 
Uh, so for months, I've been wanting to air an episode that shares my morning routine. And to be honest with you, I actually put it off because I wanted to make sure that I was truly in that space where I was regularly doing this routine. Well, over the years, I've listened to podcasts, I've watched videos, I've read blogs, and I've even asked guests on setting stages about their morning routines to learn how to develop my own and what to incorporate into my own. Uh, Tim Ferriss has a podcast on his morning routine. Tony Robbins writes about and teaches his morning routine in books and in seminars. Uh, Lewis Howes has a podcast with Robin Sharma about waking up with intention and making a routine out of that intention. And even Kevion Sturdivant just talked to drama on Young and Rec from Young and Reckless on uh, short story long and a couple of his spinoff shows about Kevin's morning routine. So the list goes on and on and on, and the resources are out there for you. And if my regimen doesn't quite suit your needs, I encourage you, just look up each of those people that I just mentioned or other things, other resources. You can Google it um, and just look them up, the people that I just mentioned, and configure your own routine and make something for yourself. But, you know, I want to share with you mine, and, and hopefully it makes a difference for you. So I began uh, initially with a list of activities that I felt worked for me. And over the course of that time, some of them worked well and others I didn't find much value in. Or I found that some of those activities um, ate up too much and consumed up too much of my time because this regular guy isn't a 5 a.m.er. And BT dubs, that's actually one of my goals in the coming months is developing an early wake-up habit. But that's a whole nother topic and it's definitely going to happen. I've just got to make some adjustments um, from the night prior. But anyways, please, don't tell me that I'm not productive just because I ain't up at 5 a.m. This night owl, the guy that's, that you're listening to, happens to produce, write, and host a podcast. While some might be up at 5 a.m., I'm grinding some nights until almost 1 a.m. and I'm getting up for my morning routine at 6.30. So there's that. And if I just became your best friend with that last rant, then listen further and know this. Make sure that your routine is your ideal wake-up time. That means finding a part of the morning that you can set aside this 45-minute routine after you've had sufficient sleep and have time to prepare yourself for a successful day. So how can a morning routine benefit you? That's one of the things I promised I would answer. Why is it important? Well, there's a few things. One is self-discipline. Reinforcing discipline in your day has wonderful, positive effects that carry on throughout your day in your mentality, in your diet, your work productivity, all of those things can be impacted by reinforcing discipline in your day and a routine like this might help. Time for yourself is another thing. Having 45 minutes of, of your morning dedicated to this routine will likely translate into maybe close to an hour. Okay, let's just say. But 45 minutes, honestly, you can do. And according to studies, the first one to two hours of being awake are the most mentally stimulating. And as, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, on posts on Instagram, and even to my team at work, I say, do something every day that is solely for your own agenda, not anyone else, not your boss, not your homies, not even your wife or your kids. It must be for you. That 45 minutes to an hour will give you a sense of owning yourself and owning your day in areas that you might otherwise overlook because all you did before was wake up for work, 
get showered and dressed for work, and drive through traffic to arrive on time for work. Isn't it time that you put some effort into yourself? Thought so. Another benefit, toughness. And I'm talking about mental toughness. We've gotten soft, guys. So much of of the things that we endure comes easy to us these days. For instance, just say, Alexa, play Setting Stages podcast, and you'll instantly be listening to the number one podcast in the world, right? We've made it so freaking easy for us to Google the answer or order toilet paper through Amazon Prime. Then, when we're finally challenged with some shit, we scramble and we fall apart and we crumble. So more on toughness later, but that's part of the benefits of having a routine is mental toughness. And then there's also stress relief. As I briefly mentioned earlier, lacking control over your day or allowing other people's agenda to overcrowd your schedule makes going about your every day very repetitive and very disengaging. And over time, you just kind of lose control and lose sight of who you are and what you want to accomplish for yourself. In a previous Backstage episode, I actually explained the biggest lesson that I learned in 2018, and I touched on the importance of acting on your gut instinct and honoring your spirit. That means owning your day before it owns you. All right, so let's get to my morning routine. As I explain these five activities, I want you to keep in mind a few things. One, that you have the liberty to change the order of this list. You don't have to stick to this order. I'm just giving you those activities. And by the way, I'm giving you them in the order that I do them. Uh, Another piece of this is make it fit your flow and be open to adjusting as you deem right for you. And yeah, I list five activities, but if you can knock out three of the five items every single morning, you're already off to a better start than a vast majority of other people. And you're definitely off to a better start than you were last week. Am I right? So keep that in mind. It's about progress, not perfection. And finally, with the exception of two moments during these activities, I completely avoid staring at or scrolling through my phone in the morning. That is a very key element to this. So again, with the exception of two moments, and I'll get to them later, I just want you to know, do not look at your phone. It just has a terrible effect on us staying in bed and start scrolling through media and feeding ourselves a bunch of Cheetos while we're in bed, basically, like mental potato chips. as a stupid metaphor. Let's begin. Okay, here we go. Number one, meditate. For me, meditation brings my mind clarity. It centers my focus away from distractions, and it brings awareness to all of my senses. I know that sounds like super hippie and like very deep and all that, but it's so true. Um, I've been meditating for about a year plus And very, very, very recently did I get very routine about my meditation. And I'll tell you that I'm able to control any anxiety that I might feel, um, acknowledge any physical discomfort, and just downright brings me to a place of peace before I tackle the day. Um, And I use guided meditation, and I've been... I've been doing it for, like I mentioned, about a year plus, year and a half, and I don't have the capacity to actually meditate without guidance, and I know that about myself. I'm hoping that I can graduate into just like self-meditation, but I do need guided meditation because I lose focus and I get distracted, so guided meditation is best for me. 
Um, if you can relate to this, then I suggest finding audio on Spotify. It's a great resource for you to find. Um, matter of fact, there's a bunch of podcasts that are out there for meditation. So I encourage you to use some of those free sources, or you can use an app like Headspace or Calm uh, to help in this area of guided meditation. And there, there are free versions of those two apps that I just mentioned, um, but there's also paid versions where you can access different types of meditation as you get more complex and things like that. Um, so that's the first exception to the whole phone usage during my routine is, is actually clicking onto an audio uh, meditation guidance. So that's, the, that's one of the two exceptions. So meditate is my very first thing that I do in the morning. The second thing that I do is make my freaking bed. Making my bed was not instilled in me throughout my childhood. I didn't grow up making my bed, but now that I do it regularly, I have learned why thought leaders like Jim Quick or uh, U.S. Navy Admiral William McRaven and Tim Ferriss, they push this practice so heavily, and I understand why now. Because making your bed knocks out a single task to kick off your day. You've accomplished something. As small or insignificant as it might seem, that little activity programs your brain to begin the process of finishing tasks for your day. So make your bed. It makes you pay attention to the little things, as Admiral McRaven said. And if you can't do the little things right, then you can't expect to get the big things right either. So make your bed. Number three. This one's super simple, and I'm pretty sure you can fit this into your time slot. Drink water. According to a label on my dad's military-grade tent, and I've gone camping with it a few times, um, and according to actual science, we lose an average of one and a half liters of water through sleep overnight. That's almost six pounds of water per night. That's from breathing out. So uh, water vapor leaves our body when we breathe out through our mouth and stuff. We sweat, and if you're like me and you have to get up and take a piss in the middle of the night, then that might definitely hold true. And our bodies, being 70% water, need to stay hydrated. So it's simple as that. Drink water. Number four, physical activity. Now, this can be lifting weights, which might extend your routine time. It depends on you know what your regimen for lifting weights is. Or it could be as simple as a run or doing push-ups and jumping jacks or following an at-home workout. Uh, my wife, G, she found workouts as short as 20 minutes on her Nike app for free. I mean, you can't beat that. If you don't know how to work out from home, like get an app. And there's an app for that. Like I said, everything's accessible these days, right? Like make use of those resources that we have to better yourself, not just binge off of stuff. Lewis Howes says that for him, exercise cleanses the body through sweat. It releases toxins. It releases impurities. And for me, I get rid of negative energy. I clear my mind in addition to meditation through exercise. I'm reminded of reasons to appreciate my life and instill gratitude. And some of my favorite and most productive ideas come from just kickstarting my blood flow and going on my morning run. And that's my version of that physical activity. It really brings me to that place. And it doesn't matter if I'm playing music, listening to another podcast, or not listening to anything at all while I'm on my run. But I just totally zen out and I get my blood flowing and I'm in this better place because I got that blood to start flowing and those endorphins to start really moving and, you know, shaking and baking, you know what I'm saying? So physical activity is number four. And number five, all right, number five, 
This is a non-negotiable for me, for me. Okay, so and I really encourage that you incorporate this into a non-negotiable as well. Oh, by the way, that's the other part. Um, Let me backtrack real quick. Number four, um, listening to music on my run. That's the other exception to having my phone. But again, I'm not staring and scrolling through it for this first part of my day. Anyways, okay. so number five is a non-negotiable and it's to take a cold shower. Yeah, I know. Take a freaking cold shower. Uh, My friend suggested this to me about a year and a half ago as well, and he swore up and down that it's better than any cup of coffee that he thought would jolt his energy in the morning. Um, He was just, he was all freaking about it. And so shout out to you, Jeff. I have not skipped a single day since you suggested it. So I've been at it for a long time. Um, The first week, shoot, the first two days, I was, uh, oh man, cold showers suck. I'm not going to hide that from you. Cold showers suck. At first, I should say. And even after taking them every day for a year or whatever it is that I've been doing this, they still suck at first. But that fear or that hesitation to take one cold shower plays a vital role in your mental toughness. Something I mentioned briefly earlier in this episode that I said I would touch on again. So doing something that sucks every day actually builds your resilience and silences your resistance. As David Goggins would say, stay hard, right? He he's the guy, man. If if you haven't, if you don't know, if you haven't heard of this guy, this guy's incredibly inspirational. Just uh, the the amount of, I don't know, pain and torture that he almost purposefully puts himself through to to prove what the body can endure. Anyway, so he says, stay hard, and and I don't know all of his mantras, but nonetheless, um, taking a cold shower really, really does make you get into this a state of like just understanding yourself now like it, it lowers inflammation which is really interesting um, it resets your nervous system so it activates also the flight or f- fight or flight gosh I almost lost my words there um, cold showers yeah they, it activates your fight or flight response and sharpens your decision making uh, cold showers also this for some of you guys that that Matt that this matters too. Cold showers don't dry out your skin and your hair like a hot shower does. So you're not the mother of dragons from Game of Thrones, okay? Like take a cold shower every day and you'll see it really does boost your energy up. And it's crazy. Your central nervous system has to like reset and shut down. Um, I read some benefits about cryotherapy for those who have um, gone through cryotherapy. And I've not done it myself, cryotherapy, but I know some of the benefits of going into, um, you know, sub-freezing levels. Um, and it's and it's all of like your oxygen has to kind of like run to the center of your body. And it's the way that your body um, really maintains and composes itself under those extreme circumstances, right? And so when you're out of that state, then you're blood is refreshed your oxygen your breathing is super like like when you turn the cold shower on you're like <sighs> and that's oxygen actually like building into your bloodstream and then that regenerates oxygen reoxygenates your body and it's super invigorating which is why jeff my friend who suggested me to do it says that it's better than any cup of coffee that he would ever hope for to jolt his energy and it holds true for me so that is a non-negotiable for me It doesn't matter if it's summer or if it's winter, I will take a cold shower. And it doesn't mean you have to be in the shower for the whole time under that cold water. In fact, when I started off, I started with, you know, my normal warm shower. Well, I stepped, yeah, okay, so I stepped in with like a semi like warm shower or whatever. And then, you know, washed myself down. And at the end of my shower, boom, cold water shock right off the bat, just as cold as I could possibly get it and just shock the body. 
and um, he suggested to me 30 to 30 seconds to a minute and a half um, and I was definitely on the 30 second scale for a long while but now I can take uh, showers entirely in cold water um, albeit they're not nearly as long so it actually conserves water so that's the other part of it right um, so there you have it guys five activities to start your morning and um, yeah it's pretty simple honestly so let me re- re- review them meditate Get yourself clear, um, you know, focus yourself away from distractions, be aware of your senses, make your bed super important because knocking out a tiny task really initiates in your brain the process of overcoming tiny little things, finishing tasks instead of putting them off, right? Um, drinking water, super simple. You could definitely fit that one in. Physical activity, get the blood flowing, get your brain and, and, and your body like to warm up and prepare yourself for the day. And finally, take a cold shower. And that, again, for me, is a non-negotiable. So do those five things. Let me know how it goes, actually. I would love to hear... If you guys have a routine or something that maybe you can, you know, incorporate into your routine from my list of things that really struck a chord with you, that would be dope. Hit me up on IG and tell me what your routine is or if you've started to try mine, I would love to hear about it. Dude, snap a photo of yourself going through your run or whatever the case is. And as I mentioned, I've adjusted my setup over the last few years. So don't feel obligated to just stick to the one regimen for, you know, like just forever, like be willing to adjust and adapt and maybe make some adjustments or look up other routines that might actually fit you better. Um, Because the last thing you want to do is force yourself into something that you're not willing to try and you're going to set yourself up for failure and you're not going to commit. And that's the, man, that's like the worst thing. And the whole thing of you even wanting to create a routine is to own your day. Well, if you are, if you're feeling overpowered or overwhelmed by certain parts of the routine, um, that's fine. It's actually kind of a good thing because I talked about mental toughness, but it's the commitment to the routine that I think is more important than actually the things that are in that routine. So if you can commit to sticking to those five things or creating your own list or whatever the case is, and again, even if you do three out of the five things for a week, trust me, you're going to be in a better place than you were the week before, all right? So hit me up on IG at underscore Eddie Mac. You can hit me up on Twitter at Eddie Macaranis. I would really love to hear what you got to say. All right, that's it, y'all. Peace. Backstage with Eddie Mack. Hey guys, one more thing before you actually shut this audio off. I just want to say thank you so much for your dedication and loyalty to listening to this show. If this was your first time listening, I appreciate you joining the community. It is so dope to have you here. And hopefully all of you listening have found some value in my message. Now, if you did, and if you've listened to this episode or found some value in a previous episode of Setting Stages or Backstage with Eddie Mac, would really love for you to take a screenshot of this and share it with the freaking world. If you you found that I gave you a message of positivity, purpose, and passion, like I would love for another person to have that same experience. And what better way for for it to happen than through you? And I appreciate your support. 
any ratings that you can provide, any feedback that you can provide on the platform that you listen to would really help boost the relevance of this show and hopefully make a difference for a wider scale and wider range of, of audience members. Again, thank you guys so much for listening into this one episode, and I appreciate your continued support. In the meantime, go about your day with purpose, with passion, and with positivity. Let's go. All right, guys. Welcome to episode zero of Setting Stages Season 2. First and foremost, I announced on Instagram that you're listening to this episode because you want to know who is going to be hosting the official episode one. Uh, Before we get to that, I think that it's very important for me to express my uh, sincere and incredibly insane gratitude that I have for all of the people that have responded to my request uh, for your interest in hosting the show. It's freaking crazy, uh, just the kind of response that I got. I've never had a response actually that um, that active before, so I was really humbled by that. Um, didn't realize how many supporters I I had, uh, only because we, you know, not not to say that I di- I wasn't aware that you existed. It's just that. Um, I guess I didn't know um, that you guys were anticipating the return of setting stages so so badly, I guess. And that makes me feel so, so good about myself. But I'm also very humbled by that because um, it does take a lot of work um, to put this podcast together, uh, to be as honest as I am on backstage with Eddie Mac. It's not very easy to do uh, because that stuff is personal sometimes. And the fact that you guys are supportive of even my vulnerability, I think that's, uh, that that says a lot about who my listeners are. And, uh, that means an, an overwhelming amount of gratitude is just pouring out of me because of that. So thank you very much for you guys' support. Um, but back to the people that responded who want, who wanted to host or have in, had interest in hosting, um, so many of you guys are great candidates. I mean, uh, some of you uh, have never done a podcast before and you want to expose yourself to the podcast game. And I thought, damn, that's a really cool way to kind of segue your transition from being a non-podcasting host uh, into becoming a podcasting host. And I think that that's also incredibly humbling for you to choose me to serve as that bridge, uh, to, to bridge the gap between inexperience and your first time being exposed to it. So that's pretty dope. And um, I, I'm more than happy to serve uh, as a resource with what little I know. I mean, I've only been at it for you know so many episodes, but I've also been at it for, for a couple of years um, within those episodes. And I think that I have learned a lot, but definitely not enough to be on the caliber of some other uh, professionals out there, and especially those who have studios and full-blown teams that put their podcast together. I am a one-man show, and um, I, I sometimes get to you know, bring some friends along to maybe video, uh, to put some video media together for me. But otherwise, man, putting this show together is not an easy task when you fly solo. And uh, more power to you guys for being willing to do that with me through this, you know, through this opportunity to host the show. Um, another thing is there are also people who um, are very close to me that actually wanted to host the episode as well. And um, I thought that was a great opportunity too because... Um, what better way to have somebody ask questions who knows how to dig deep into like the core of who I am and uh, and really try to bring some things out of me that uh, maybe other people wouldn't be able to know or ask um, or, or maybe formulate the question in such a way to ask some deep questions. I do want to be as open as possible um, on this first episode. 
because it's a it's a way for you, my audience members, to catch up with what I've been doing during the off season of setting stages, uh, why I went on hiatus, and all of those things. I do want to cover that, and um, I think that anyone would have been able to accomplish that simply just by asking. Uh, but uh, to dig deeper, I think, is also something that I wanted to accomplish. And some of you guys who did respond, I did... Oh, no, actually, I take that back. All of you guys that I res- that responded to my Instagram poll uh, for hosting the show, I hit every single person up. I mean, and, and we're talking about people that are right here in uh, Southern California that I know, San Diego area specifically. And then, um, man, I had people in freaking Chicago... Um, who host their own podcasts and I had people in just other states like I had one in Virginia like reach out to me I don't know these people even um, but that was a pretty cool um, that was a pretty cool thing to experience to know that I've ha- I have listeners out there or maybe even an Instagram following that um, that's out there that is interested in being a part of this uh, of this journey of podcasting with me so um, Anyways, I digress so much. I hit every single person up and I asked the same two questions uh, of each and every one of them. And uh, the question was, uh, how serious on a scale of one to five are you about actually hosting the show? Um, And many people were very honest that they were super excited. One being like, I'm terrified of the idea. And then five being is I can't wait to record when the hell are we going to start? Um, and so some of you were very honest about, you know, like, um, on a scale of one to five, I'm like at a three because my distance from you, I don't know if we can really meet up. And I thought that was, you know, that's considerate. I I definitely am not going to be able to fly to Virginia anytime soon to go meet up with you. And I sure as hell can't pay for a ticket for you to fly out here. Um, and then, and then there are people who said like, I'm, I, I was excited about the idea. To be honest, I'm like at a two because I am a little bit weary about um, doing the podcasting thing and I've never done it before. Dope, man. I appreciate that. Uh, the other question that I asked as well was, um, <clears throat> is the hell did I ask? Dang it. My memory escapes me. This is very common in my life. Um, oh, I asked, what is it that you want to accomplish during this experience of hosting the show? And uh, a lot of people responded with uh, a variety of things. Some people answered, um, I want to learn how to podcast, which, which I touched on earlier. Uh, loved, would love to see how it's, what it's like to prepare a podcast, how to get a guest on and all that stuff. And just kind of learn the ins and outs, the technicalities behind recording. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Um, other people made it all about, um, uh, oh shit, about me, uh, about like we, I want to be able to, to, to bring out like the real behind the scenes, you, the person that asks the questions has all these great uh, people on there and they, and, and he asks for their insight and I, th- and what I would like to accomplish is to the person behind the microphone that's asking the question, what's going on through his head? What motivates him? What inspires him? Uh, what brings him down? Those kinds of things. And I thought, damn, that's, you know, like that's, that's a really, really cool perspective and angle to take um, through experiencing uh, the hosting of my show. So uh, I, I had to sift through and rake through so many different candidates that were viable, in my opinion. And um, it boiled down to one, um, your experiences with me did play a role in my decision. Um, number two, how well you knew me wasn't a huge factor because I kind of liked the idea. No, I very much liked the idea of having someone who didn't know me actually interview me. Um, and as I thought about that some more, as excited as I was about it, I began to think, well, I really want to give this, the, the most genuine and honest version of me. And I think that 
if I was with a stranger or, or someone that doesn't know me maybe as deeply as others, um, I might not be able to accomplish that. And after all, you know, you know, by, by, I'm going to sound selfish here, but I want to accomplish a certain thing with this first episode of bringing the show back. And um, I think that it would really, um, it would really kind of curve the uh, understanding for people who want to know really where I've been, what I've been up to, what challenges I've been experiencing, and what I've learned from them if you didn't ask the questions that kind of like strike a chord with me. Um, and, and, and again, this shit, it's no offense to you. I don't know you as well and you don't know me as well. And we can learn in that process too, over the course of time. Um, and I, and I, I'm definitely, I welcome that with open arms. Uh, but that soon enough ended up being raked out of uh, consideration. So that being said, I, I, I kind of filtered it down to people that I'm familiar with or who are familiar with me and what it is that I try to accomplish through the show. Um, and in my freaking life. Um, and I think that the only way that that can be exposed is by having someone who knows me um, to some degree of depth that I would be able to kind of share that shit with you guys. So that's why, that's why, um, that's why I have chosen this very specific individual. Um, he is uh, a person that I met through my day job. And... Uh, he and I have shared a lot of the same like leadership, uh, leadership philosophies. I learned a lot of my leadership from this individual, and um, over the course of our time together working, we also built a, a really strong bond about uh, pursuing positivity, sharing happiness and, and kindness, and and we we really embrace a lot of uh, like Gary V's philosophies and stuff too. Even though we don't do, we don't necessarily agree with everything. He has definitely um, brought out of us a very equal um, amount of inspiration and, and, and push uh, to kind of pursue our passions and share our passions with everybody that, that, that we encounter. And, um, and he has the same vision as me when it comes to that stuff. But uh, aside from similarities, he has also challenged me in, in other areas as a friend. And we became friends over the course of our time working together. And uh, we no longer work with one another. Um, in fact, we don't even work for the same company anymore uh, with each other, but we have remained in contact. He is uh, one of the strongest and most present accountability partners that I have in my life. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say a big fat shout out and congratulations to the homie, Mr. Ramon Gonzalez, also known as Spotty Fishing. Um, he has been on the show, man. So congratulations. He's been on the show. Um, congratulations, Ramon, for uh, being selected to host the very first episode of season two, Setting Stages with Eddie Mack. And um, I'm, I'm ready to grind out with you. Uh, for all of those who, um, I guess, applied or, or, or shared um, their interest in hosting the show, thank you so freaking much for being a supporter of the show and wanting to support in that capacity. That means so fucking much to me. Um, I, you really... You genuinely do not understand how much it means to me the amount of kindness and, and like overwhelming sense of gratitude that I feel when, when people, to that scale, how many people responded to that and wanted to support the show in that way. Um, I'm eternally grateful for that. And, and Ramon, uh, you've got a big pair of shoes to fill because there are so many people that want to be in your spot. And I just um, I, I want to work with you uh, real hard. 
uh, to, to, to kind of bring justice to what this whole hype has been all about. And we've built it up so long, or I've built it up so long uh, for the last two weeks that it's, a, it's about time we get started. So we'll schedule things out. We'll grind out the details. Um, we'll share it on social media. And all of you followers and listeners, brand new listeners, man, um, let's do this, man. Let's freaking go. Season two of Setting Stages is underway. Congratulations. Shout out to at Spotty Fishing, Ramon Gonzalez. Let's go.